0: You're listening to the Eastside Church Sermon Podcast Series. We are a United Methodist congregation in East Atlanta Village. We seek to be creative, historic, inclusive, and justice-oriented. We are thrilled that you found our podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about our community, visit our website at eastsideatl.org. Can we
1: give God a hand of praise for all of the work that is taking place in our midst? And as we think about those things, as we think about the way the Spirit of the Lord moves through our hearts, through our hands, through our minds, through our words, um, it serves as a constant reminder of actually what we're going to walk through for these next few minutes this idea that God is with us. God is with us. They were told to name him Jesus, and that they will call him Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. And so what walks us into this part of our worship together this morning is really very simply one verse. And it says, look, A virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. And so pray with us this morning, family, as we wrestle with the concept. God is with us. God is with us. Lord God, we thank you for grace, for mercy, for love. We thank you for favor, for peace, God. We thank you for compassion. We thank you, God, for awareness of our witness, of life in you. Awareness, God, of how we must not only tell the story of the gospel, but be the story of the gospel in human form. So, Lord God, have your way in our thoughts. Have your way in our wrestling. Have your way in our questioning this morning and just let your light shine through us in the midst of it all. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen, amen, amen. God with us. Or as the New American Standard says, God is with us. And it makes me think about beginnings. When I hear this statement God with us. It makes me think about beginnings because in the beginning was God, as Genesis tells us, and God was, and creation came to be, atoms formed, the universe and galaxies were born, planets came to be. And life on this earth began to move and express and make itself known because in the beginning, God was. And because God was and God is, we can surmise that at the first beating of the first human heart, God was there. At first movements of First, at first moments of movements of fluid in and out of our lungs in our mother's wombs, God was there. At moments of first breaths outside of the womb, at first steps, at first attempts of communication, at first thoughts of realizing that we actually had thoughts of our own, God was there. At first moments of knowing what it's like to feel loved and cared for, to feel rejected and dismissed, to feel like we have answers for everything and to feel like we have absolutely no clue at all, even in those moments, God was there. God was there then. And yes, God is here now because indeed, God is with us. Matthew 1, and speaking of the coming of Jesus, is both a reminder and a foreshadowing of how God was and is with the human family. How God chooses to love the human family how God chooses to to touch our lives with the gift of grace through Jesus Christ so that our lives can indeed serve as testimonies of God being with us. In Matthew 1, as the angel Gabriel speaks to Joseph, Jesus' earthly father, about Jesus' coming and the miraculous nature of his birth, it reminds us that his birth aligns with prophetic words spoken of the the coming Messiah and how he would save his people from all their sins, save all people from all their sins. And in verse 22 through 23 of the chapter, the text states that everything taking place within Jesus' miraculous birth was taking place to fulfill what had been spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. We turn to Isaiah 7 Verse 14, these words were spoken that we see in Matthew 1:23. Look, a virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel meaning God with us. God with us to save us. God with us to redeem us. God with us to restore us. God with us to uplift us. God with us to remind us that no matter what narratives may have been spoken about our lives on micro levels, that the meta-narrative is you are a child of God. You are sacred. You are worthy. You are redeemed. You are Covered, encompassed by, filled with a love that cannot be destroyed with a life and a light that is meant to shine so brightly, that even in its dimmest moments, the love and the beauty of God will still shine through. God with us. Yeah, what I love about this chapter. Is not simply the revelation of God being with the children of God and all of humanity in a unique and particular way through the coming of Christ. But what I love about this chapter, and so what I really wanted, and, and I think, um, Brooke, you will probably be really excited about this. I really wanted for like the New Testament reading, for us just to read the whole chapter. But I know we can't like, quite do that in the midst of this. And so since you couldn't read the whole chapter, I'm going to do a quick summary of what all of Matthew 1 was talking about. Because can you imagine Brooke having to read all like 29, 30 verses? No, we weren't going to put her or us through that, but a quick summary. You see, what I love about this chapter is that it begins to detail a family story. A human family story. You see, Matthew 1 details the lineage of Jesus' family, and in doing so, it, it, it does a few things, it, it verifies who he is in terms of his Hebrew lineage. It verifies who he is in terms of the prophetic testimony that his his place in Israel had, and it also verified to the prophetic nature of his messianic mission. And in doing so, it begins to show not only how God was with Israel, but how God would be with everyone using Israel as a model. You see, chapter 1 starts out speaking of Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac and brings to remembrance the idea of God being with them on their nomadic journeys to find purpose and meaning. And then it it moves on and it speaks of, of Rahab, one who was deemed as an outsider who was shown favor by God because she showed favor to those then known as God's people. And she became critical to Israel's salvation history because the story goes on to show us how God was with her and how God used her as a model of including everyone in who was thought of as outcast. It speaks of Ruth and Boaz and Obed and Jesse and David and how through family tragedy, how through the ways that that understanding that Unlikely family bonds began to form how through nation building, war and famine and civil unrest, a people came to know that God was with them. It speaks of Israel going into exile and coming out of exile to find that even in their darkest hours, God was with them caring for them, nurturing them, uplifting them, renewing them until a time would come when an unsuspecting, soon-to-be-married couple named Mary and Joseph would have their lives dramatically altered, finding out that they had been invited to experience being the earthly parents of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that he was coming, and that they would call him Emmanuel, meaning God with us. I mean, that is a whole lot for two folks to walk into one day. I mean, it's enough knowing that you're gonna be the child of your own child, and now, they come into this moment saying, human history is about to change through you. Human history is gonna be altered through what is going to happen to you over these next several months. And eternity is gonna shift because of the way that God has chosen you to be bearers of this divine plan. But what I submit today is that in the same way God was with Mary and Joseph in that moment, the same way God was with Israel in exile and coming out of exile, the same way God was with David and Jesse and Obed and Ruth, and if you mention Ruth, you have to include Naomi and then the same way that God was with Rahab and the way you think about Rahab and Ruth were considered to be outsiders of the community and then God brought them into the community and said that this community is going to expand and enlarge and the same way that God was with Abraham and Isaac and Sarah. God is with each and every one of us in that same way. There are moments where I hope that we pause and realize that in the beginning, as we came into being, God was there with us too. In the beginning, when you took your first breaths, God was with you. In the beginning, as you took first steps, God was with you in moments where all of us wonder, can we make it through that particular moment? God is actually with us in those moments. And I know that as we navigate on a daily basis, and as we struggle with whatever our thing may be that we struggle with, sometimes it does feel hard to do what I hope some folks did during the week last week, when they hit their moment where maybe we were forgetting how much God loves us and what God has spoken to us, I'm hoping that some folks pulled out their devices and went to their camera and listened to the encouragement that you and all of your closest friends were giving yourself throughout the week. Oh, I'm seeing some folk look around and say, oh, I didn't do my homework. (laughs) But whether or not that happened, I'm just simply asking that we recognize That on this fourth Sunday of Advent, as we look at these four candles, and as we remember that today, as we lit that fourth candle, that fourth candle is a reminder of love and God being with us, that even in moments where it gets difficult, even in moments where it feels tough, even in moments where it feels like the way that the rubber has hit the road, all I am going to experience is the pain of the friction. I just ask us to remember that even if we think about the friction and the scars that the friction leaves on us that we never forget that the scars can actually serve as not simply a reminder of the pain and the stuff that we went through, but the scar can also serve as a reminder of the healing. The way that God's grace works in that healing. The way that unexpected moves of compassion work in that healing, the way that God places people in our lives to be a part of the healing, the way that God places remembrances of the fact that somehow some way the journey from Monday to Sunday continues. I'm hoping that that serves as a reminder that God. Is indeed with us, especially in a time like this. Because I know part of what makes this time great in my, my son mentioned it to me a couple days ago. He's like, Dad, it actually feels like Christmas again this year. He's like, I feel like Christmas has been on suspension since 2019. I was like, He's like, I said, like, Yeah, I mean, because yeah, this time last year we thought it was normal Christmas. And Then all of a sudden Omicron spiked and, you know, and I was, you know, I received the blessed gift of the day after Christmas being laid down with Omicron myself. So, so I I know it, you know, it, it is interesting like to, to get back into this, this sense of being able to be free to experience not just God being with us, but us being with us. But I know that also at the same time, there are those of us who are mourning because of recent losses. There are those of us who in the midst of the joy all of a sudden find joy mourning welling up because we're remembering losses. And I know that that is, that is a true and salient reality that we, that we all face. And I just ask that when we rub up against those things to still remember how much God indeed loves each of us individually and loves us collectively. All I ask, I don't ask that anyone sugarcoat, put aside pain, I don't ask that anybody, because we have to go through what we go through. I'm not asking anybody to pretend like it's not real. All I'm asking is that next to the stuff that weighs us down, can we also place the stuff that lifts us up? Next to the stuff that that, that causes us to walk in the moments of, of despondency, can we also remember the things that that remind us that part and one of the blessings of this devotion we have to life in God is that God just, just pours love and compassion, not in not even just an ethereal kind of way, but through those calls that are gonna come at the right time over the next couple of days. Through those conversations that are going to seem heaven-sent, because they indeed are heaven-sent. Through those encounters with people who just seems like seems like angels just just manifested among us, and, and let's remember, you know, if we look at the idea of an angel and it's just true form, an angel is simply a messenger of God. So Brie, something tells me that you might be somebody's angel this week. George, something tells me that. You were probably somebody's angel on Friday. Brianna, something tells me that in just amazing ways, God is going to, to not only use you, but the people who work with you as angels in people's lives throughout this holiday season. God just has a way of doing that. Because Robert, God's always wanted to remind us that God is with us. Even in the midst of all the stuff where it seems like God chose not to show up that day. Anybody ever feel like that sometimes? Like heaven's office is closed. (laughs) Like there's a sign that says come back out for lunch. (laughs) But even in those moments, I encourage us to remember that God is there. See the other thing, about Matthew, the whole chapter that I love, the whole book that I love. Now, Brooke, I wasn't going to ask you to read the whole book, you know, but one of the things I love about Matthew is that when we think about God with us in trials and struggles and joy and triumph and discerning and wrestling and questioning, Matthew is a beautiful reminder of how God has the church in mind. New Testament scholar Luke Timothy Johnson puts it this way. He says, Matthew is the gospel of the church. Not only is it the only gospel to use the term church, but both its content and its structure indicate an interest in providing clear and coherent guidance to a community of believers. So when we read the Beatitudes in Matthew 5, it's clear and coherent guidance to a community of believers, to the church. When we read about how we deal with, with, with loving our enemies and, and those who, who, who persecute us and, and praying for one another and what we ought to pray for, this is written for a community of believers. It's written for the church. And as a community of believers, part of our daily challenge sometimes comes in remembering that God is indeed with us sometimes our daily challenge comes from comes in remembering that when when Jesus says that, 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 that we are to be the light of the world and that we are to be the salt of the earth, that as those words are being spoken to a living, breathing community, it's hard to remember that indeed that through contact with God, through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, through contact with God, through the ways that God speaks to us through Scripture, through contact with God, through the ways that God We'll use the person sitting right next to you to remind you that God is with us. We can develop a depth of relationship that helps us testify to the truth that Jesus Christ is indeed Emmanuel. As we rest in this moment, at 1044, on the 18th of December, a week away from Christmas Day, I ask that we rest in this moment this way. We could close our eyes, hearing these words God is with you. With eyes closed. As you breathe in and breathe out, I ask that you really feel the breath as it moves through your lungs. God is with you in that breath. As you feel that breath, I ask that you place your hands upon your heart and feel that rhythm. God is with you in the beating of your heart. As your hand touches your heart and you even feel the subtle movements of your fingers, know that God is with you in those movements. If you would, take your hands, both hands, Place them in the prayer position. In this moment, we collectively are engaging in a visible reminder that we have the blessed gift of prayer, being able to pray with the truth, the reality that God is with us even before the prayer is uttered. And now finally, would you just simply rub your hands together? And as you rub your hands together, generating warmth, if there is someone close enough to you with whom you feel comfortable holding their hand, would you reach out and hold their hand? that hand which you are holding is a tangible, animate, vibrant, living reminder that God is with us. God is with you. God is with us, Emmanuel. The spirit of the Lord is alive in each and every one of us. And when we collectively touch and agree as the body of Christ, we are simply living into the precious gift that was foretold even before any of us were given a name. Before you were thought about even being a thought, God already had. Grace, mercy, love, favor in mind for you. And so on this day, at 1048, on December 18th, 2022, the week before the day we will celebrate the birth of the one we call Emmanuel, know that God was with you at the first beating of your heart. God was with you at the first movement of your breath. God was with you before you even knew what your name was. And God is with all of us right now. And that is the word of God for the people of God. And together, let us say, thanks be to God. God bless your family.
0: Good morning, church. My name is Brooke Voor, and I have the joy of leading us in our prayer this morning. At times you will hear me say, Lord, in your mercy, and you are invited to respond, hear our prayer. Let's pray. Jesus Christ, Lord of the world, we celebrate your arrival. Word made flesh, may we wonder what Mary felt as she watched her baby grow. We marvel that you, maker of heaven and earth, entered this world as one of us. Cosmic king made vulnerable infant, you let us hold you in our arms. Prince of peace, we watch the light break in and we pray for those who are alone this season, who ache for the gift of together, but spend the day in quiet. Lord, we ask that you fill the hungry and lift the lowly. May we know that this work of peace on earth begins in us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Spirit of the living God, as we pull presents from under the tree, we know that these paper boxes are just temporary joys. In the light of your glory, we thank you for the good gift of Jesus, and we thank you that you have given and still offer us now the gifts of joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Help us light the candles and illuminate the darkness within us. Help us prepare the way in our hearts and in our homes as we hang stockings and ornaments. We anticipate great news that we also so desperately need. Break into this world again and again like you did so many years ago. Bring joy to the people, hope to the hopeless, light to the darkness, and may we prepare you room so that we may be instruments of your peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We anticipate your arrival, O Lord. In these times of great darkness in our world and division in our land, we ache for you and wonder if the small ways we love can really make a difference. We ask that we would be people who cultivate goodness and generosity out of your love for your sake. Help us be people who see the suffering and make bold changes in our lives so that those around us can just simply live. In your mercy, hear our prayer. O God of mercy, we rejoice for this week, we celebrate the day of Christ's arrival, the day that changed everything, and we give all the glory to you forevermore. O come, O come, Emmanuel. I now invite you into a time of personal reflection and confession. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us when we were yet sinners, and that proves God's love for us. In the name of Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Christ, you are forgiven. I now invite you to, in the sanctuary or online, you may pass the peace.
1: Hallelujah. Let's give God glory for all of that that's happening. (laughs) Hallelujah. And in the midst of that, let us stand as we prepare to go out into the world being the light that we are called to be and so in this moment of benediction let us lift our hands in prayer Lord God we thank you for this precious gift of knowing that you are with us and that you go with us into the world Lord we simply ask that you bless and protect us that you shine your face upon us and be gracious to us that you show us your favor and give us peace we're thankful God that you've placed your name upon us And you have blessed us to be a blessing to let the world know that God is with us all. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Go in peace, man. Hallelujah.
0: We hope that you've enjoyed this week's message, and we look forward to connecting with you soon. If you'd like to experience our full church services, you can find them at youtube.com slash EastsideChurchATL. And if you'd like to support the work we're doing here at Eastside, you can find our giving portal at our website, EastsideATL.org, be well.